0: Ay, 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 Sean and Cass, back at it again. The Verrier podcast, coming to you from Brooklyn, the dead of winter. We're loving it. We're getting through it.
1: We're in a new year. 2022, here we are.
0: Yeah, shit. We we did our first podcast in 2014. Are you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: What the fuck?
1: So, six years ago? So, oh, eight years ago? What?
0: Eight? Have we been doing podcasts for eight years? I
1: I think for the last, like, four years, I've been saying, three years, I've been, like, saying, oh, we've been doing the podcast for five years.
0: Yeah, I know. You <laughs> gotta update that. That's no. crazy. It's embarrassing. What the fuck are we doing? What, are, what the fuck have we been talking about all this time?
1: I know, we ask ourselves that. Probably not enough. <laughs> we should probably ask ourselves that more often. What are we doing? Mm.
0: I like that I don't ask myself that, that often, because, like, artistically, I've definitely just been driven by, like... uh heart feelings and not strategery or anything like it's it's always like cool this feels like the next thing that's that's right for us let's do it and the, the podcast was just we were on fire with documentaries but we were getting so frustrated because they would take a year between like it takes a year to to do a proper thing and you know get it out there and seen so we've just started this podcast to like fill our time in between and
1: well, I also think that like the documentary art form extends to podcasts. It's just like a different yeah. way of documenting something and yeah. realizing if we're going to ask so much of people that we should be willing to give it ourselves, I think. Uh,
0: that was a definitely, definitely a big part of it. So, I mean, it, it started off of it was just me and a guest. I don't even think you were on.
1: I was doing the knobs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're a very important work. As you <laughs> see, like we, we need someone manning the knobs all the time. Yeah. That was your <laughs> no, way we here. had a
1: handheld mic, so I had to like... That's true. It yeah, was it was a little more labor intensive. It was
0: a fucking nightmare giving someone who's never been on a podcast before a handheld mic and then try to talk to them and they're all over the fucking place. It was just like, that's why we ended up landing on these. But God, so many episodes were just like me and a guest. And like, it was, you know, it was like just me riffing with somebody or interviewing somebody. I don't like to think of them as interviews as much as I think of them as conversations. Because I think an interview feels like something you thrust on somebody or like you're pulling something out of somebody. Whereas a conversation feels like consensual
1: (laughs) (laughs) answer my questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So did many episodes like that. And then, uh, recently we just switched over. We switched our format to the come up for a little bit, you know, like a little 15 minute morning show as opposed to like an hour and 15 minutes once a week. We did an hour and 15 minutes split up into like five times a week. I think that was pretty cool, but it was driving me insane. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: What do you mean? What, what? I mean, I know, but how is it driving you insane?
0: Well, I mean, first of all, I just like, I think any artist shouldn't be scared to try things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, we have a platform where it, a decent amount of people listen to us across all of our platforms. And uh, I don't know, we just wanted to kind of mess with the approach a little bit and, I thought of that idea a while ago, probably almost two years ago of having a a daily psychedelic morning show called The Come Up and not even thinking like we would be the people to host it. It sounds like something for somebody else. But then we met Mare and we're like, fuck, she's too good. Yeah, no, she's too fucking good. We need to put her on. We need to fucking put her on our platform more than just like on this podcast every now and then. So we came up with The Come Up and it was good. We did 100 episodes fucking insane
1: i'm pretty proud of that honestly
0: yeah and
1: yeah. for the record the last time we did a like we did what three weeks of the come up the first time in march yeah. of 2021 and then we did the come down and that was when us and Mare kind of broke up for a second and then
0: yeah we just we we kind of just let the romantic part of our relationship take a back seat for a minute like our friendship didn't end we were still hanging out all the time but we we're like let's not focus on the romantic part of this anymore yeah, so which- we ended the show
1: yeah, we ended the show and then, but for the record, this is not a breakup uh, podcast. We're yeah. still going strong with Mare. I better think we're, we're in,
0: in a way stronger than ever. And, you know, to be able to traverse, you know, making highly charged decisions like, hey, we, we got to put our show on hiatus for a minute because we're doing a million other things, which we can get to. And Mayor's doing a million other things and we want to do a million things together. And I'm um, just realizing like, it, it really helped us. It really helped us get from September to January. You know, those are, those are like, you know, come down months for us a lot of times. And it's like work kind of isn't really happening right now. So we're, it was a good way to fill our time and keep people company. And just like, for me, it's about not getting too attached to any idea. So you just get on something and you hear yourself say it. And then that's that. And you don't get like too, bogged down in like any one thought you just kind of keep it moving so I thought that was a, a great format for that
1: oh I loved the format it was so fun and loose and dry and but I also just by the end of the last round which was like 85 episodes I was like this is moving so fast where I don't even feel like I have time to think about what I want to do yeah I can't have time to think about how I want to make it better I don't have time to like art for all
0: to live an interesting life to talk about.
1: Or to even have the relationship. Like, our relationship was like, podcast, come up, you know, and it just, it, it it was so much fun, but it was just, it became unsustainable. And by ending it, deciding to end it, not end it, but hiatus it, pause it at the end of the year, I think that was just like, okay, good. That was a season.
0: Mm, a season yeah.
1: of this. And I could see it as being something that we do, you know, September to january every year you know or
0: just really whenever we see like if we look at our calendar and it's like oh the next two months looks pretty open and we're committed to hanging out with each other anyway like let's do this but um the next few months is not very open for us
1: (laughs) yeah no that's the thing about um like you were saying not being attached to any one idea for me i've learned that i have to do The ideas that I have, because what's I think the worst purgatory is having an idea and not doing anything to move it forwards, because you're then just in the purgatory of like, one day I'm gonna do this idea and then my life will be good, and this and then you just build up how amazing it's gonna be when you finally do the idea. Yeah. And the truth is, it's probably never as brilliant as you think it's gonna be in your head, Uh but you have to do the work to like go in and through the idea, and then that like allows your consciousness to evolve to the place where you're like, Oh, I actually want to do this or I want to do that. And I think that, you know, there can be a lot of fear over actually getting what you want by doing the idea that you have. And there's something more comfortable about not succeeding and not failing Hmm. because you don't need to know, like, will the idea work? Will the (laughs) idea fail? Like you don't have to know because you just have this idea in your head that like, Oh, maybe one in my, you know, I'm going to build to the place that I can just do my idea. It's Hmm. like, you got to be doing your idea now. And you got to be finding out if it works and you got to be ok- ok cool with whether it works or doesn't work. Yeah. Cause that way it's just like, we always talk about like, you got to keep it moving. Got to keep it moving.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, d- doing the come up, I feel like was a huge success for us. Like I, f- I feel like, uh, you know, if life's like a video game, like that was a level, that was a level we needed to play. And I feel like we beat it. We beat that level. Like I couldn't live with myself unless I felt what it was like to do this daily podcast and feels what it's like to to just put yourself on the spot every fucking day and all that. And, And it's not just the podcast. It's not like we just like sit down and record it. And that's that I'm editing all the fucking time. We had four cameras for every one of those episodes. And it's just like, it's a lot of fucking editing and getting in there and like i'm i'm not complaining about it at all but that was the stuff that started to it started to feel like a job a little bit and i was like oh no this shouldn't this shouldn't feel like a job this this should feel like just like fun artistic expression and i th- i think the couple times i felt myself resentful towards the show it's that's when the seeds came to me of like you don't have to keep doing this you know this format actually works better for my voice because it takes me a minute to mm-hmm. figure out what I'm talking about or whatever. The come up works great for someone like Mare, who's just like, she's just like fucking Encyclopedia Britannica right there, you know, and, and can just fucking riff on anything. It's like, like it takes me a second to kind of come out of my shell and figure out how I want to be or what I want to say. So,
1: Yeah, no, that's where it's like a constant negotiation with art of like, okay, what is it something that I need to get better at? and like it's worth doing so that I can get better at. And then what is something that I'm doing that's not making me feel good because I almost don't see the space to get better at it or something mm. like that. And then, and then navigating, I don't know, for us, like getting more into filmmaking again is helping me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I actually, I'm better at this and I can yeah. get better at this. And there yeah. was part of me that was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be good at the come up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes you just need to step away from it for a second, you know, to realize like, Oh, I am good at that. That's what we just did with filmmaking. I feel like we stepped away from it for a couple of years. We took this quarantine and just focused on podcasting and, um, building the community, building the discord, building up our Patreon, which patreon.com slash church of chill. This is a, this is going to be a two part conversation. We're going to put the second half on Patreon. I think that's what we're going to do for a while. Um, So support us there. It really means the world to us. And honestly, if we had a lot more support, we'd probably keep the come up going. Like I feel like if I could have a little bit of money, so where it felt like it was worth my time of like just basically devoting my whole life to that, I I could do it. But it just you know financially doesn't make sense for me to be. That's how I'm spending all my time. You need me to be thinking of other things. You need to be me to be working on other things. You need. You need me to have just kind of a blank canvas type of life. Well,
1: bigger ideas that don't just like expire in a week, you know. Yeah. Like we need bigger ideas that are more timeless and mm-hmm. evergreen. Yeah. Um, it part of the repertoire, and and what I I don't like. I felt bad about ending it because I know that some people were definitely enjoying it, you know. And I was just like, oh, this sucks. I feel like I've been keeping someone company, and then I'm not. But I know us and I know we're going to just keep doing things and like I think the best thing we can do for other people if they care is to do what feels best for us.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and keep evolving artistically and not trying to say the same thing over and over again in the same way. So yeah, yeah, you know, we're just kind of re- we're retiring that one for a little bit and we'll be doing podcasts. I don't think we'll ever stop doing the Variate podcast you know we might take a 5 year hi- hiatus or a 5 month hiatus or a 5 week hiatus or whatever but we're we're always going to be throwing a podcast out there
1: yeah i mean it's such a good excuse to talk to people we love and care about and want to get to know better and for us to like get our thoughts down and then move on from those thoughts yeah you know if, if 10 people listening is enough for us to be like all right let's do it you know what i mean it doesn't take <laughs> much we're just like okay it kind of also feels special that it's just such a tight-knit intimate community you know what i mean I that i feel like i know the people who listen yeah. and then they're just i don't know it's exciting like with the discord doing the book club and the art group and yeah. us know starting to get invested in each other's lives and stories and what everyone's going through and i don't know i'm just i feel like this year is a lot about and has been for a while about community building and figuring out how to do that and um, not only the physical realm but the digital realm and
0: yeah well, I mean, it's important time to find your people, because uh, obviously no one else is looking out for you. So you got to find the like-minded homies out there, and start building trust with each other, and and just know that we'll be there for each other. Because it's, it's fucking, it's it's totally wild times. And um, you know, I've been expressing to you a lot lately. Like this is the most confused I've ever been in my whole life. You know, I I I didn't realize it until like the last week or two. I'm like, this fucking, this pandemic's fucked me up. You know. Mm. Yeah it's fucked me up. It, it's made me so much more of a confused person than I ever felt like before. You know, just like I, I used to just, I feel like I used to just feel like I had the world by the balls <laughs> and it's just like, cool. It's time to do this, this is what we're doing. And I still have that sense about me. But like, as we learned this week, we were, we shot a music video for uh, Kurt Vile, which I'm so excited for people to see. Um, that comes out February 15th. So, but like, You know, it was very uncertain, even on the day that we were going to do it, if we were going to be able to pull it off, where it's, you know, if we're going to be able to get anyone there to make it look interesting, if Kurt's going to even be able to do it, if I'm going to be able to do it, like, just like this uncertainty, like, hey, anything could get fully canceled at any time. And, you know, there's really nothing anyone can say about it.
1: You definitely have to hold your breath when you're testing 70 people for COVID. Fucking
0: Jesus Christ. (laughs) And
1: I remember just the night before, it's like, I mean, it's. I know it's, worrying's not good, but sometimes it feels like my job to have, like, contingency plans. Yeah. And, like, I was starting to think, like, all right, if Sean and I test positive, like, who's going to fucking direct this music video?
0: I thought of that. <laughs> I thought if I test positive, cast directs it. If we both test positive, Mayor directs it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the second. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, Mare. Mayor, mayor probably had more of an intimate knowledge of what I wanted than anyone. like she was there from like the conception to the writing to like she was just pulling out of me the ideas and offering stuff so um it would have been it would have been hilarious if we're just like sorry everyone mayors directing this yeah Uh, but um drew drew obviously our cinematographer could um, have yeah could have done it
1: marissa the second ad could could have done it but it was just it was just like one of those things like the morning of finding it like just like being like but it felt like so like i said this I said this to you before, but I was like, there were so many freaking angels with us to, like, Holy pull this shit. off. I had to get, like, a huge amount of money approved by the label in order to, like, pay for testing of everyone. It's yeah. on such a last-minute, quick yeah. uh, turnaround. And it was just, um, it, felt, it gave us, obviously, a lot of confidence and was really great to know that we were doing this safely, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that we tested everyone and that that was a priority. But, man, it sure did it was a gratitude bomb when it was like all right crew's good you know kurt's yeah. good
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah for for people that haven't caught up with us in a while or haven't listened to us i don't even know if we've talked about this publicly on the podcast but we've been working with uh our favorite current musician Kurt vile like i've i've been his biggest fan for fucking as long as we've lived here maybe a little maybe a couple years before maybe 12 years I've been a humongous fan of Kurt Weil. Every album he puts out, every EP he puts out is inevitably our favorite thing of that year. And um, we got a call one day to uh, start filming, like, the making of his new record. And that turned into a bigger documentary project that we're working on with him. And we all just, like, really fell in love with each other, which is uh, so heartwarming, you know, to look up to an artist so much and feel them. Like, that's what I say about Kurt's music is, like, I feel you, dude.
1: Yeah, my... Um, it cuts through. Yeah, my respect for him has only grown because he he is his music. You know, yeah. he is the vibe. He doesn't break... Like we were saying this the other day, he doesn't break character. No, like well, I don't oh. even
0: know what that would look like.
1: <laughs> you know, you, you think know. someone like, oh, they're so chill, and then all of a sudden you see like other sides of them. No, like I've seen him be... Sh- like his stress about, you know, delivering the album was still like the calmest, coolest, and collected I'd ever yeah, seen he, anyone. His,
0: his most stressed out is me at my least stressed out right (laughs) you know like the, the the spectrum like that but we all fell in love with each other like we've just had such a fucking good time making this movie together and hanging out and kurt's just come to really trust us and like we went to Ween together and he got us backstage and we met dean and it was just like it's just so cool and but then it was dawning on us around that time last month when we were seeing Ween, like you guys are going to put out music videos for this new record or anything? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, well, when, what's the deal with that? And uh, they kind of looking at us like, you tell us. And I was like, well, I, I just said, I was like, Cass, we're going to take any opportunity to do anything with Kurt that we can. If he wants to do it. Some, uh, as much as I hate music videos, as and what I mean by I hate it is it makes me so self-conscious. It does not make me feel confident. I don't feel like a confident uh, director when I'm doing that. And that could change. I think this I think may, it
1: already changed on this it, video. I think it changed
0: on this video. But just basically the confidence they showed in me. Like, oh, no, you tell us when you want to do a music video. I'm like, oh, it's not really what I do. But, like, we'll swoop in there and fucking do it. So I just quickly wrote an idea. You helped me a lot. Mare helped a lot. You know, I had sketches of an idea. And, you know, you just sat there typing a treatment for me while I was just saying stuff to you. And then you'd ask questions and it would pull out new ideas. And, uh, this was a fucking late December, right before Christmas, we sent over the treatment and we're like, Hey, we're down to do this. If you guys like this idea. And they were like, cool. Yeah, we love it. Go for it. And we're like, uh, right. I don't know how we're going to do this. Like, we don't know. Like, so you put together a budget, which was six times what we've ever gotten for any music video. And we've done some pretty good ones before, you know? Like, I couldn't, like, I was like, well, we're not going to get that money. And they approved the money.
1: Well, yeah, because we wanted to pay crew fairly, given, like, the time period we're in. You no, know, we're people should be in working. We're in COVID
0: times. This isn't, uh, th- there is no calling in favors right now. And, and, if you, and if you are trying to call in favors, like, come on, have some tact in this life. Like, look at the situation we're in. This isn't calling in favors time. This isn't asking people to work for less of a rate time. Except me, I fucking didn't get paid for this at all. No, though. that is not true. Why do you <laughs> say that?
1: Why do you say that? I wish you wouldn't say that. You were definitely in the budget. I think you just I think that's just, I don't know why you're saying that.
0: But. Oh it just it just feels like all the money got spent and I'm not gonna
1: That's paid. not true. Don't okay. worry about it. No, it's
0: okay. It's okay. <laughs> um But yeah, basically they were like, Cool, the idea's dope. We're down and um you know, Cass just fucking got to work on this and you killed it. Like, this was, like, your thing more than mine. Thank you. I I feel like I I come up with an idea and then I uh, have to just bring it to fruition, you know. And in between there, you're doing all of this stuff, you know. You're, You're behind the curtain, like, you know. Yeah, I'm in the bed
1: back like, bedroom like for <sighs> 10 hours a day. You know? Yeah, <laughs> just
0: making phone calls and doing your thing. But like you're so good at it and you love it. And it, this was this is why this video in particular is so refreshing for our career. It's like you love producing. I love directing. There's no kind of directing that I don't love or I'm not good at. I'm good at directing. I'm good at filmmaking. I'm good at seeing a fucking a vision through. I'm good at having a vision and making it come to life on camera. Whether that's like Actually, documentary is the hardest fucking uh, medium of film to work in. Music videos are easy. I can make someone do something twice in a music video. Yeah. I can get multiple takes. I can get multiple cameras in there. I can fucking bring extras in. I could do whatever I have to do to make it come to life. With documentary, I feel very hesitant to do that. I don't do that. I know other documentary directors do it sometimes, but we're very, we're very pure in that way, which is why when... Hey, make up a fantasy world based on this song comes up. I'm like, I ain't the guy. And when they tell me I am, I'm like, fuck it. All right, I'll try.
1: I don't, it's like, it feels like you want to knock on wood because it's not done yet or whatever. But I think we have all the pieces to make something really, really, really special. And you were just like very present in the moment. And I really, I like kind of chalk that up also to like the extension of Kurt's vibe is like, he's so chill that it's just like, it all. Mm-hmm. it all just you're chill we're chill it's it's so, so funny the woman who worked at the rink was like it was so nice i just wanted to be out there with a glass of wine like the music you were playing was so nice and everything yeah like, one of
0: the scenes for the music video is at a, a roller skating rink and uh i was just djing like just trying to keep people skating and keeping just so we could keep getting shots of people yeah and the lady from there like she complimented my music choices and, it's the, little and the vibe the vibe overall Yeah, the
1: vibe was amazing and drew and killed it and
0: he's our cinematographer
1: fucking steady cam who killed it back and just a fucking amazing crew i fall more and more more and more in love with philly like every day like the people. philly down there. is my favorite fucking
0: city <laughs> i'm like i cannot believe i'm saying this 20 years ago i would be the, the guy saying the opposite yeah like, philly is a shithole second-rate city that wishes it was new york and it's like not true at all not true at all spend time there spend time around those people they're the most funny full of life like just fucking just sparkling hilarious but like working class not elitist type of like it's just good vibes down there every time and you know maybe we're bringing good vibes too and I think uh Philly's embraced us big time
1: yeah, right. The It's definitely a more affordable housing market. So I will say it just continues to be tempting. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a consideration for the place to like set up the permanent like Church of Chill, like come visit us in our art mecca, finish your record, f- start a painting, take photos, finish your film, start your film, whatever. This is the place to do it. I could see that being in Philly.
1: Yeah, I, I I feel for the people who have been with us on this eight-year podcast journey and heard us talk about moving so many times. Yeah, to see we us sit like... in the
0: same spot every time, being like, we're going to move. We're out of here. And then, like, Meanwhile, we're actually like, hopefully we can stay in this apartment another year. Yeah, we're praying. Yeah. But yeah, so we went and did our thing down in Philly. I mean, one of the things that was crazy was like, how are we going to do this? We had like, what, 20, 25 crew, and then we needed as many extras as possible. You know, which just to me, I was like, this is going to look cringe.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, you know, when you're watching something and you're like, Ugh. You're like, it's just cringe. Like you could tell that they that the vibe wasn't good on set or they didn't have enough extras or they, you know, the, the art direction was off or just something. I just thought this video would have something like that. Literally nothing we shot. I'm not proud of. I'm so proud of every single shot we got. The performance Kurt turned in in every shot. The art direction mayor came through at the last second we're like do you want to come to philly and like help us out with the art direction a little bit and she's like yeah sure killed it yeah fucking killed it that girl belongs on set but i, I think she probably belongs a lot of places she's a talented <laughs> person
1: yeah totally
0: um and then you you tested every motherfucker
1: not personally we had a COVID person testing every, every motherfucker yeah yeah, no, it was great. And I, 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 The budget
0: I, for testing is normally the budget we would have to make the entire video.
1: Yeah, no, it's a crazy time right now. Yeah. No, it was I felt so like I was riding cloud 9 at, right the day of day after the shoot, and then it it hits you where you just you can't help. I can't help myself but think about all the things you could do better. I could have done better. I I literally like the day after I was like that couldn't have gone better. I was just like that was amazing. I was
0: surprised you were saying that because I know your personality is and then, more like. Well, then the Way. day after
1: that I was like, well, I could have done this, and you know what I mean. But it was yeah. still great, and all all those things were like little, but I had uh an incredible team we're working with all ages and we're getting wrapped in the details but shout out to lars who's not going to hear this Who, but what he's... the fuck
0: are you talking what are you doing yeah we don't need to talk about every fucking crew member like this is like a i fucking know i just video. can't help it we had a great time in philly yeah coming out of retirement and making a music video for the first time in, i don't remember the last time we did one six years ago yeah years and we ago.
1: we swore them off
0: <laughs> every time we do one we swear it off you know <laughs> Because you know these these record labels come to you with five thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. That's what that's usually the typical budget for a music video of, of artists of like a lot of people have heard of, like five grand, maybe ten grand. So they're they're already putting you in a position where it's like you're barely gonna be able to do the thing you're doing. That's why so many music videos are incoherent, because yeah. they started as like a director with a vision for a story that will take place like this, and it gets becomes incoherent because you have to cut so many corners. And take things out, and then in the edit, you're just like, eh, whatever. Who cares about the concept as long as it just, like, looks pretty? So, uh, yeah, I just, I've never really, I, I don't really watch music videos. I kind of don't like them that much, so I'm I'm not, like, dying to do them. But Kurt asking us to do it, I'm like, oh, I'm there. And now I'm like, I need to do all the videos on this it, it, Like. If there's other videos to be done, I need to do them. Just Yeah, this
1: is for the s- first single. So this was like the one where you do the blowout. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the album comes out in April. And it is literally his best album yet. Like so many I people know. are putting out albums, kind of rushing them out.
0: Willy then, nilly, just putting an album out because it's time.
1: Yeah, but Kurt, man.
0: He's very special.
1: He's very special. He's
0: very special. And uh, I think we were tapped into that long before we met him. And
1: But you've, you're so used to so many artists like, oh, they're like your favorite companion for when you're tripping or whatever it is. And then they put out a new album. You're like, Jesus Christ. It might sound kind of the same, but you're like, this is a mockery of itself.
0: Now Kurt is definitely, I mean, I don't know. Maybe th- this is his like 10th album. Or something. He's getting probably. into, he's definitely getting into like Neil Young, Bob Dylan territory where it's like, oh, you don't turn in bad stuff. Like, you know, you, there's not like a complete miss, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's just surreal. It really, it feels like at any moment we're going to wake up from a dream and it's like, oh, that. yeah, you don't really.
1: Well, I I like want to take credit for a lot of stuff, but I swear Kurt's angels were with us more than anything. Like Mare was telling us where his astrology is like and him being a Capricorn and it was like between him and we shot the video between him and his wife's birthdays, which I think is also special. It just felt like, all right, everything went smooth because some angels are looking out for this guy because he's putting out some beautiful music.
0: And yeah, that's why the angels love beautiful music. And this (laughs) motherfucker puts out so much beautiful music that they're like, we're with you. Yeah. Nobody tested positive. 70 people. Amazing. We didn't have to turn away one person. There was a snowstorm the day before (laughs) and a snowstorm that started two hours after we wrapped. We were just threading the needle just as just as what our life has felt like lately. It's just like, oh, shit, we have no ground to stand on. And what do you do when you have no ground to stand on? you fucking surf the air baby, <laughs> and you just fucking get used to it and you just levitate and just levitate above it and that's what it feels like we're doing it's like we're threading the cosmic needle all the time like how the fuck did we pull that off nobody was sick nobody nobody had to cancel because they were sick before and no one got sick because of it and we avoided the weather we were able to get all those like it's a miracle we pulled that off and people aren't you're not going to know that when you watch the final product it's going to be like wow they they made a nice music video. It's like, holy shit, the miracle that this even exists. I know. Because, at, at, I mean, at, we could have even that day been like, sorry, guys, we can't do this. And it would have been like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah. I, I think it's a good thing in life, even though it feels very precarious right now. And like I said earlier, it's driving me insane, this no ground to stand on thing. But I, I do think it's a good sign when your life feels like you're threatening the needle all the time, <laughs> you're, you're dodging bullets. Well, because you have to be, like, fe- whoa,
1: you have to be on the edge to like, I mean, if you never leave your house, you're not gonna have to dodge those bullets, you know? Yeah. So you got to like put yourself out there in order to like potentially do something that might uh not go perfectly or whatever yeah. it is.
0: Well, it's, it's like you were saying earlier, it's so much easier to not put yourself out there because then you don't have to risk, you know? there not being good reception to whatever you're putting out there
1: yeah and then you can just have in your head the imagination of how it would go but you really just got to prove it to yourself but yeah we as we know thanks noah and neville goddard you know like imagination really does create our reality in a lot of ways and we are very powerful people and it was fun to sorry to keep going back to the music video but kurt at some point was like this was a this was definitely a future memory for me like i had this memory of this all happening you know yeah
0: yeah no, he was like, he he was having like a, a sense of deja vu the whole day. Yeah. And um, I love it. I, yeah, I love yeah. that we're bringing like such psychedelia into Kurt's world, you know, and, and just like that type of stuff, even being able to tap into that feeling. And Kurt and I have had conversations about how we're so psychically uh, connected somehow. I don't know, maybe because I've just listened to so much of his music, but I I need him to do something for the movie and... He does it without me ever saying it to the point where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm directing this, you know, like, like it's like, I feel like there's no questions to ask. There's no things to make him do because if I, if I have the thought it's already happening, it's insane.
1: Well, I think there's some, something like about Zen and we were listening to an Alan Watts the other night that was talking about this, like the power of like releasing control And not trying to control things and just, like, allowing things to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get, like, exactly what you want. And, um, you know, it's without the attachment and everything.
0: Well, I I think it's about, like, and Neville Goddard talks about this, but it's about, like, especially, like, when you're going to bed at night. When you're you're going into a meditation, when you're entering those liminal spaces is to send fucking signals to your subconscious of victory, of you winning, of you winning in life. You have to send your subconscious those signals so it can then grow up and out and manifest itself in this world
1: I definitely had a download like yesterday. I was like Noah did this for us in part, you know Not that we also didn't partly co-manifest this But i'm like that motherfucker definitely is praying on our behalf and imagining good things for us Like I just Oh, know absolutely
0: it. and you know what I would take it a step further and say we did this for him Because yeah. we were doing that for him long before there was, he even knew who Neville Goddard was or what the fuck <laughs> was going on with imagination and techniques. He was just our wild fucking weed buddy. And we would get concerned about him, probably more than most of our friends, you know what I mean? And then he, he found this, and he tapped into a fucking new reality and a new way of seeing reality and decoding reality. And uh, I, I think it's brilliant because he can reach so many people, and he can simply explain things to people like us. But I think in a weird way, like we send him, he sends us on a little path and we send him on a path. Do you has... want to
1: talk about other things I want to take credit for? Sure. I'll be freaking narcissistic world revolves around me. Oh, this I is.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if you, th- you know all that I'm I thinking do. of. Okay. Well, I thought of I, one, but if you don't mention it, I will. I have a couple things. Okay.
1: So we're listening to Heidecker on Office Hours the other morning. Tim other Heidecker of di- Tim?
0: Tim and Eric. He has a, he has a uh, podcast called Office Hours.
1: Yeah. And he's talking about how he uh did mushrooms for
0: the first time since he was 17
1: since high school and i remember when we were filming this kurt video we were talking to him and hanging with him and being like man like you want to do some mushrooms like we were
0: sitting there with tim heidecker and john c riley and me you and mare and our friend cora and we had an ounce of mushrooms it was just it was just uh, uh the six of us just sitting around like talking and fucking cracking each other up and we just kept eating mushrooms and could see Heidecker, like, looking at the situation, like, I'm interested or whatever. And I, I was just like, just out of curiosity, like, you don't take psychedelics? Like, I'm f- a huge fan of yours. I find it hard to believe. And he's like, no. He's like, I got really spooked when I was, like, 17. I went to Lollapalooza and fucking lost my mind on acid, which I'm going to get Heidecker on the podcast and we're going to talk about this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But so we're listening to Office Hours yesterday. And he goes, uh, I took mushrooms for the first time since I was 17. And I was like, Cass, yes, listen to this shit." And he's talking about how he listened to Live Dead because he always makes fun of the Grateful Dead. Like he can't stop making fun of the Grateful Dead, but he's like, "There's a time and a place for that shit." <laughs> and he, so he took these mushrooms, but like, um, basically, the way he got the mushrooms was from our L.A. connection. And we we gave him the connection while we were out in L.A. He took the person's number and and made it happen. So when he announced this on his show that he took mushrooms, I was like. Cass and you were like we did this i'm taking credit for that
1: <laughs> i did yeah i'm taking credit sure. for that and want to know what all i'm taking credit for i'm taking credit for the fact that ween keeps putting out vinyl yeah. i looked it up november of 2020 mm-hmm. i texted dean because you can pay five dollars ca- you can pay five dollars to text your favorite people and i paid five dollars after he had done a video for us and said like thanks for the video and by the way like New huge fans of Ween, like, please release more vinyl. like it would
0: Reissue mean, stuff, please. Reissue <laughs> stuff.
1: And since then, there's been a bunch of vinyl reissues. And I'm not saying it's not perfect timing, but, but I don't know. I think that I take a little credit for encouraging him.
0: I feel like, not just with that stuff, but anything. In this life, if you're very specific about what you want, you will get it. Yeah. If you're specific about it, and you're disciplined, and you're patient, you will get it
1: plus you have to appreciate the wins you do have like i i need to take credit for that so that if the angels did work on my behalf to get me more wean vinyl that i say thank you and i appreciate all all that they've done that's, to, that's a, <laughs> to one to of the most important
0: life. parts of this process is the acknowledgement <laughs> the thanking like that's the closing of the ceremony yeah. you know that brought you that thing yeah it's like thank you i understand this process yeah i believe in this process
1: totally No, it's, and it's so important to imagine good things for your friends and stuff. And I feel like that's also the reason I've, we've been able to keep friends in our life, even through like weird times and like kind of not seeing eye to eye or not really getting along or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like we've, I don't really feel like we might evolve who we hang out with, but I think we've gotten to this place where it's like when we have friends, they're family. And so doesn't really matter what we go through together at this point like you we we stick by each other and I think part of that is like imagining good things for them so if they're having a a rough time that's making them scared of you or fearful or uh I don't know I've had some like weird accusations thrown at me like oh yeah you know that's
0: part of doing a podcast I feel like
1: no but just yeah just like friends being like are you talking did you do something to me or whatever and I'm like
0: and usually or always like like close friends 100% unfounded just paranoia yeah but a
1: lot of times when someone comes at you with unfounded paranoia you're like "All right, I don't need this person in my life they're toxic and then I think that what I've appreciated is like going in and through it with someone and like knowing I didn't do anything to them so being able to be like cool like I'm just gonna imagine you drop this narrative and we can just be friends and like and it's really nice to have friends where it's like you don't have to talk every day but when you pick it up it's like Nothing ever changed. And I don't know. I really thank psychedelics for that too, because that's like the craziest bonding experience where you see so beyond your individualized self and you see how you're all connected. And when you do that with someone, when you do that yourself, you can, it's a hard thing to not see that in everyone. But then when you do it with someone else, it's very hard to then kind of be like, you're bad <laughs> yeah, right. and I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so much more complicated than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I had a friend, um, a a friend that committed suicide this summer, um, and he was going through a hard time, you know, for for maybe a year or two before, but probably, like, that's how long I knew the guy, but probably for his whole life before that, and um, we were cool, like, we were always exchanging, like, nice things and music and stuff, and then, like, one day he just started coming at me with, like, completely wild, paranoid shit, like, you know, and he was saying the most like heinous things you could say to a person like being so accusatory towards me. And, uh, thank God I was like, some grace came over me or whatever, but I just responded to it like, Hey, I know you're going through something right now. I'm I'm here for you. Like you could say anything you want to me. I'm still going to be your friend. And I think it caught him off guard and he tried to resist it with another couple fuck you messages. And I was like, I'm, I'm still going to hold my ground on this one. And, uh, he came around and eventually wrote to me and he's like, I'm so sorry about that, man. I'm just going through some shit. And, um, you know, you know, I have my ups and downs and like, just, it's nothing personal or whatever. So like we totally squashed it and got it out. Th- thank God. Cause that would be hanging over my head still. If I had behaved a different way and pushed him away, you know, instead I was like, what can I do for you? You know, how, how can I be there for you right now? Is it, do you, do you need to just block me? Do you, am I like a, Sort Do you, do, you, do I need to say don't listen to my podcast or whatever? Like, am I just a source of terrible vibes for you? And it really wasn't any of that. He just hadn't been sleeping and he was taking too many drugs. And, yeah, unfortunately, this summer he, he killed himself in a halfway house. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's...
1: Well, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, definitely still with us. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, I think... There's like the simple things of remembering that like people come at you just because they want love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so That's simple. That's it. That's all they want. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just wants love and to yeah. feel accepted, and they'll the ego will play a lot of games and try a lot of different yeah. tac- tactics to get what they think they need, and and a lot of times someone wants to you know separate themselves from other people because they want to feel like no they feel no one loves them so they do what they can to separate themselves or whatever it is but it's all kind of comes back
0: to I, it i think the challenge is for you to imagine yourself as their last tether to this planet you know and and treat it like that if if someone's trying to isolate or get away and don't don't like pass the buck like oh this is someone else's problem this is someone closer to his or her's problem or whatever assume it's yours you know i i think it's like what you're saying about our friend group isn't a friend group it's a family we have a we have a big family and we really treat each other like that we have our ups and downs but the loyalty to each other the like we won't let people fuck with each other we're there for each other in in good times and in bad and we trip hard together and and we bond and we know each other and our our thing keeps deepening i i think um you know that's that's led us to having a more fulfilling experience on this planet because i think it's really hard to feel and stay connected it's really hard we have all these these means of fake connection now and podcasting might even be one of them like where you feel fucking like oh i think i feel that that thing that that you know
1: but i'll get a dose of it because it helps me you know talking about watching people talk and hang out it's all i do yeah Yeah. (laughs) i used
0: to not watch any podcasts or anything and like the past like six months i'm like i need some people to hang out with that I don't have to hang out with, and it's it's great. I listen to Matt and Shane's secret podcast. I listen to Come Town every now and then, like just some boys' shit, you know, yeah, and stuff that, like you this. couldn't even fucking handle. No, oh, yeah, walk I walk in a room to, to
1: Come Town, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's not for you. It's I don't I don't even know who it's for, but it's popular. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, I think that's the challenge. Is like um, it, it's a way to enrich your experience here. It can be a selfish thing. Is start to Fucking stop otherizing people all the time and start to do almost the opposite and be like, they're my family. That's my sister. Like, what would I do if this were my sister? What would I do if this were my brother or my dad or whatever? And like, for me, it's kind of easy to say because I've gone through a lot of shit with my immediate family. I've gone through and very clearly could have made the decision like, my dad's out of my life. That's it. Like, he crossed the line so many times, so so many times. So inappropriately on so many levels that I could have thought I was making my life simpler by just saying, I got, I got to cut this guy out. But instead I just was like, I got challenged myself to do the work to get to a place where I can forgive and accept this person. Cause ultimately the jokes on me, if I don't, this is my dad, you know, Yeah.
1: Your dad's all heart, like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, so how can
0: you blame a motherfucker, <laughs> you know? He's a sensitive guy who's gotten fucking roughed up by life. I'm a sensitive guy who's gotten roughed up by life. We've just taken different approaches to how to deal with it, you know?
1: Yeah. Thank God.
0: <laughs> Would you still be with me if I was a prescription drug addict? be hard. Yeah.
1: It'd be really hard. It'd be hard with, to be with you if you were, like, had a... Uh, I mean, we all go through, like, mental health stuff, but, like, if, if I felt like I had to dig you out of the shadow every day, it would be hard. I'm not going to lie. It would be really hard.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard.
1: Yeah, because it's, like, this weird thing of, like, not wanting to be responsible for someone else's happiness, you know, and also knowing you can't take that on because they really need to do it for themselves, but also wanting to be there for someone and wanting to help them be happy. Yeah, it's it's, I don't know. I think yeah i think it would be hard because i get to a place where i'm like well i suck at this like if you can't be happy with me you need to figure out who you can be happy with you know that's i think where i would probably get to
0: yeah like like almost like a defeatist type of thing
1: yeah like like i genuinely want you to be happy so much so that i'm gonna like let you figure that out Mm. for yourself or something i don't know
0: yeah i mean i commend my mom for hanging in there yeah yeah because uh talk about not having any ground to stand on she she never has
1: at this point i wouldn't at this point we're so deep in this thing that i think you could throw the world at me and i would still be standing here you know what i mean like thank you i like because i and i feel and i know that you've and i feel that you would do that for me too
0: oh a thousand percent
1: so you know that's kind of like we're not married but there's like a certain level of commitment that we've made on some maybe planes of uh, because <laughs> because
0: our connection and what we're doing is way bigger than um, contracts or religions or governments yeah th- those kind of things it's way bigger you know this is what I'm here to do this is what we're doing this is the thing all the other things are are symptoms of how the thing is going you know when this is going well We have a great fucking time. We have music videos and documentaries and a beautiful girlfriend and just fucking just endless connection and good times and everything. And when it's not going well, that stuff suffers a little bit. So um, but there's something to be said about not being married and having to um, still have that level of commitment, even though there's nothing tethering us. There's no contract hanging above us. There's no kids. There's well, I think no you and I—we
1: don't like—we don't like mock breakup. But I think we both like saying like that doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? Like we like to be able to be like, look, this doesn't work. That's for why me. our
0: relationship works. Yeah, because we'll just tell. Like, to- yeah, yeah, you're you're hitting up against something that like. Don't, don't push any further in that direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like that kind of thing.
1: Because if you're married, it's like, okay, well, you just got to fucking do it. And we can just be like, look, this is not working for me. <laughs> God. And then we can reassess, okay, well, is the relationship worth it? Is the partnership worth it? Where can we compromise? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know? It's worth it. Yeah.
0: It, it's always worth it.
1: No, yeah. It's uh, too many good times. Like, I feel like we're, like, you're a portal to, like, (laughs) I was feeling dramatic, I don't know, a couple, a month or so ago, and I don't know, I think I was, like, kind of, like, you know, doing one of my dramatic, like, all right, it's not working, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying this, and it's not working, and I was just like, okay, well, I know my life's going to be less sparkly forever, but.
0: (laughs) Talk about praying to the devil.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Like, my current life sucks. And if I get away from my current life, that's going to suck too. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> like, true though. Whatever. If it keeps you around, it works for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I had to go in and through it and be like, all right, I could live without the sparkles or whatever, but then I really can I love you so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I, I love the unpredictable, uh, chaotic nature of our relationship. I do. Yeah, like, I, I I love that, like, we don't know where the next paycheck's coming from, we don't know where we're going next, we have ideas, we have things we want to do, and... Um,
1: we don't know where we're going to be living six months from now. Yeah. Hopefully in the same spot, but we don't know. Yeah,
0: but to get back to what we were saying before about imagination and stuff, if we're specific and we're like, here's where we want to be living six months from now, yeah, and, uh, and it sends, like, it's like, what, what I was saying, it sends the fucking it sends the signals to the, like the motherboard. It sends the signals to the fucking subconscious. So um, the machinery of whatever the fuck is happening behind the scenes that makes that m- makes our lives what they are can understand, oh, that's where we're headed towards. So you have mm-hmm. to send the messages down and you have to do it when you're not completely distracted. And, you know, that's why doing it in liminal states really helps.
1: Well, the talk about con- the confusion fog of this pandemic and everything, I think that, you know, it's... I kind of, I kind of like that I don't, I have like bigger creative visions for what I want to accomplish. But as far as like in specifically like where we're going to live or what it's going to be like, I'm less attached because a lot of times you can think like, oh, if only I lived here, only if we did this, then I'd be happy. And it's like, no, like our, my only job is to figure out how to be happy. Like right now.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Like,
1: right fucking now. Yeah. Like not.
0: The last thing you want to seed your soul with is if only a bunch of if onlys. talk about fucking praying to the devil. If only this, if only that, if only I had the right partner, if only I didn't have this stupid job, if only, if only, if only, you could fucking change all that shit right now by just changing your mind about those, those things.
1: And that doesn't mean that you should stay in like bad situations. It means that you just, you can do it in a place of like being grateful for the situation you're in Mm -hmm. and, you know, allowing the universe to take its course with you, you know, and, and you work towards the making a better situation.
0: I, I think it's why it's important to, uh, contemplate our death on the frequent. Because yeah. Because I feel like when you're reminding yourself of that and when you have a a real deal sense of that, it's hard to take things too seriously. It's hard to um, let the let the the pressure and anxiety build up if you're if you have a sense of how temporary everything is, how temporary this thing is and that you're going to die many, many deaths until you do your final one. That, that that there's nothing to fucking get too clingy about or attached to. It's uh, you know I feel like that's a little bit of a life hack that a lot of other cultures and religions have embraced and we've run from desperately in this country to just keep a more consumerist mindset mm-hmm. you know and uh, it it keeps people from having a, a a a grander vision for their thing you know it keeps you in a, just a chasing the fucking that dangling carrot of comfort that's that the american dream puts in front of you it keeps you chasing that thing and and not realizing oh how temporary this is and that i can change my circumstances and that i should t- change my circumstances my life is sacred i'm here once i've incarnated to do some things and i'm going to start doing those fucking things you know to me having a sense that i am a mere mortal <laughs> helps me do that. Yeah. Helps me not get too caught up. Like like you were saying before, how like we come out of this music video and two days later you're like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. I'm not really like that. You know? It is what it is. It, it okay, that's the way the chips fell. All right, moving on. Not to say I can't learn from my mistakes or this kind of thing or evolve, but I'm definitely not dwelling on things that already fucking went down. They went down, they went down that way for a reason. And I think that that's the great mystery of life is we don't know why this is happening or why what is happening is happening. So, you know, I was just saying that to Mary the other day It's like, she's like, fucking Jesus Christ this year. I knew this year was going to be throw some challenges, but it's already so crazy. And it's just like I was just saying, like, just take a breath and just like, let's just uh, and she's so good with this. She's usually the one reminding me. It's just like, let's just remind ourselves that like we're in perfection. And it's it's currently unfolding. And the mystery of life is uh, not really being able to wrap our heads around that because mm, we're yeah. so judgy. We're judging. We want to judge it. We want things to feel a little bit more comfortable. We want things to feel a little bit more tailored for us. But the truth is, the perfection that's unfolding right in front of you, your life, is tailored for you. Your life fits you like a glove.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? And anytime it doesn't or it feels too tight or feels looser, like it's about to fall off, like... That's the illusion. You got to get back to that. I know who I am. I know what I am, and I know this is temporary. This too shall pass. And sooner or later, we're all gonna face the music. <laughs> so you, how do you fucking thread the needle every day? Totally. It's tough. It's fucking tough. And I'm I'm here fully admitting the reason I'm talking about this because I'm having a really hard time with it these days. Like two years of this fucking pandemic and being locked up and uncertainty and knowing not just feeling i have no ground to stand on knowing i don't uh, has has done a number on me but i think it's ultimately gonna make me a better person if i can keep reminding myself of that fact this is perfection unfolding be patient shawnee boy
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm into that
0: yeah i gotta pee
1: maybe let's go into okay cool we're gonna patreon. we're gonna go
0: into the patreon um for the second part of this and let's get freaky we can we could Play music on there and have fun. Yeah, we'll
1: be loose and fun. Yeah, we're
0: going to be a little bit looser. Cool. Thanks for joining us, Uh, Sean and Cass. It's a very podcast episode. What is this? 251. 251. Threading the needle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. Peace, love, and magic.
1: Love you guys.